Welcome to the Collaborate podcast. I'm Victor Adibuali, chair and founder of Collaborate. Collaborate's a small organisation with massive ambition. We want to look beyond the challenges we currently face in society and start a conversation about the future. We live in challenging times, and I think we need more collaboration in society, in public services, in our economy, all to create a better future. So we're exploring what a collaborative society could look like, how you build it, and where the green shoots are. And as part of this, I'm talking to some fascinating people about how they are creating change through their work. I'm going to talk to Lord Porter. Lord Porter is the chair of the Local Government Association. What I like about Lord Porter is his complete honest pragmatism. Um, he's a political person, yes. He's a member of a political party, yes. But he gives a damn, and he gives a damn about everybody. And he's not particularly, um, he's not tribal. And, and I, I find that really refreshing. He has a view of the world, which is can do. Um, and to coin a phrase, uh, he's, he's, he's a GSD, um, i.e. he's a get shit done kind of person. And uh, that's why I wanted to talk to him. We've talked before, but I have to say you're nothing like the... <laughs> Neither of us are anything like the, Lord, a Lord, the Lords. But I'm going to shut up now because I want you to say who you are and what you do. And then I'm going to ask you a bit about how you got here and... Yeah. what it's about well i'm obviously gary porter um live in lincolnshire uh, i live in the flat part of lincolnshire the best bit where where we're close to the rest of the world easy to get out from yeah. there's only one high bit isn't there? yeah but that's a long way away it's is it Link, lincolnshire is a huge county. it is yeah that's it's a true. huge county yeah. but, but it's a great place to live um lived there for quite a few years obviously migrated there from further south uh, I'm the leader of the council where I live, so South London District Council. Uh, it's a great honour to be chosen by your local community to lead mm. it. It's always a pleasure. And I'm currently the chairman of the Local Government Association. Which is a big one. Which is the organisation that looks mm. after every council in the country. That is a big one. obviously big the people that we look after as councillors, they rely on the stuff that the LJ does to yeah, make yeah, yeah. everybody's world a little bit better. Yeah, in a short, we're stuffed without you, basically. But um, I, I'm Chancellor of Lincoln University, and and that's in Lincoln. And I, every time I go to Lincoln, it's just it is massive, isn't it? It's like, I mean, give some people, give people an idea of how big it is, because it's over a hundred miles from one corner yeah. to the next. It's, uh, it's just huge, massively dispersed population. I think it's about the second biggest county in. Country. It must be something like that, but it's yeah. there's these, it's kind of there's bits of it that are really, is it New Holland? I mean, there's just bits that are kind of really apart, like really rural. <laughs> yeah. I, in my bit, we've got about two and a quarter acres each of land. Well, we, have, we don't all own two and a quarter yeah, acres yeah, each. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. but kind of if the, the, the number out. of population to the size of the area. So God. just in one small, relatively small district. So, and it's yeah. important because it's people, well, people I talk to when they think about local government, they think about cities and towns and places like Lincoln, Lincolnshire, don't really get thought of. Yeah, understandably, the kind of most policy centres around mm. areas where people live and you kind of live with, if there's a majority of people in an area mm. that that brings a set of problems mm. with it. Um, but 
sparse, diverse communities mm. are a, have a unique set of problems. They certainly do. Yeah, mm. and, and particularly given the nature of our industry, we've got a lot of inward migration. Mm -hmm. So, so as well as contending with the issues that the locals start off with, mm. we've, we've got the added say burden because they, they're generally a benefit when people come to us. Yeah. But there is the that brings a set of pressures that local government have to be able to deal with. And because it's flat, as I've said already, yeah. it's a great place to retire it to. Is. So if your hips and your knees are it not is. quite what they used to it be, is. it's dead easy to walk around on flat ground. That is, that is true, except for Lincoln itself, because you've got up something called Steep Hill, oh, yeah. and which, that is, I've, which I've run up. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've rolled down. I've never, I've never run up. No, I was, I, Once you was, start going down, you can't stop. I came very close to, not, to meeting my maker. I tell you, halfway, I was, it was a struggle. I was, war I was definitely walking up until I got to the top. It was tough. So, I mean, I got to ask you this, and it's always the question that whenever I meet people who work in local government at, in your your level, and that you're the only one, right? How do you get into this? What 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 motivated you to get into? I mean, to stand for it, to local council and then national. I mean, what what was the thing? Local level was more or less for probably negative reasons. The people who were running the council weren't doing a very good job of it. Yeah. And that's what councils are for. Emptying mm. dustbins and putting people mm. in houses who can't deal with mm. the housing for themselves. Mm. So that was the, the so it was a negative reason more than anything that got me involved. Mm. And my intention then would have just been to build a wall around South Holland right. and not have any engagement with the outside world. That, right. that was kind of I was a very isolationist in, in my really? outlook to start off with, yeah. So it it became quickly apparent to me that if we were going to do better for South Holland, I would have to do more outside. We so, got, so yeah. the idea of the wall yeah. was yeah, quickly yeah. scrapped. Work. Yeah, yeah. You and um, you and President Trump, I guess. <laughs> Although he's yet to learn, some might say. So, yeah. so what, what? So, can you say? I mean, I'm curious. What was the? Was there a light bulb moment when it, when that thought? Hang on a minute. I can't put a wall around. I can't remember what we were trying to do. I think it was. I needed to do some more on housing because we hadn't built any council houses for ages. Mm. And and the kind of story was you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to. And mm. the, gov the government had prevented me to, mm. from doing it. And and that didn't matter what colour government was, either a yeah. red one or a yellow one and a blue one, whatever. Yeah. That It was always them outside of stopping you. Mm. And it was that, I think, more than anything, that, I, well, how do I tell them they've got it wrong then, if that's the case? If, if I need their permission to be able to do something, how do I make that happen? And it was that. It was a, that I don't really like these people from outside interfering in what we know is best for our people. Yeah. When you're doing things with your neighbours, you know automatically that doing stuff together is a good thing to do. As politicians, we kind of unlearn that, and I have to relearn it again, that, that doing stuff with each other yeah. is much, it's, well, it's more productive, it's cheaper, and generally you'll get a better outcome, or at least an outcome that more people buy into straight away. Why, why is it so difficult then? Because, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm observing it's hard. I'm, yeah, I mean, I it, it, is. And it is hard for some people. You, What's that about? If, if, a lot of people, in certainly in a district council level, where we're much smaller units, they think that a chief executive, a whole one, mm. is the identity of the council. Well, I've never believed that. I've always believed the elected politicians are the identity of the council and good chief executives are relatively invisible Yeah, because they make sure all the doing gets done but don't have to be the one who's in the paper explaining why the doing needed to be yeah, done. But not why it went, even yeah. if it went badly, it should never be a council officer that faces mm. it up. It should be a politician. Mm. Um, that's probably why it's hard for people. 
I mean, there are lots of collaboration projects on the go. Mm. So um, we're, we're certainly not unique. We were the first council or pair of councils that did a non-coterminous sharing yeah. of the senior management team because it, yeah. it, it's not just the chief executive runs right down our organisation. Yeah. So so the next three levels of management mm. are all shared. Mm. And then there will be random bits of services that are shared. Yeah. On the periphery of our district, we do other people's services for them, and, yeah. and equally they do our, our services for us. Mm. So there are there are lots of minor mm. collaborations on, mm. in local government. I mean, as chairman of the local government association, our organisation is a collaboration. It is, yeah. It, it, it's a bumblebee, yeah. really. This, yeah. this organisation shouldn't be able to function. You've got different types of council from mm. different places in the country mm. and different political makeups. Mm. So there's a huge combination of things that could go wrong at any given minute. Mm. And it doesn't. Clearly, housing is something that's important, but I've never understood why it was ever not important. You know what I mean? It's like why, why, why is that? Why is it so important to you? I, mean, I think the reason it wasn't seen as important was because people didn't realise how intrinsic it was in everything else we do. So mm. the reason it's important to me is you get your best start in life if you've got a safe, secure, decent, affordable home. Yeah, you get better healthcare outcomes. If you've got a safe, secure, decent, affordable home, yeah. you get better education outcomes. If you're growing up in a decent, safe, secure, affordable mm. home, mm. you have less crime and disorder. If yeah. people are living in decent, yeah. safe, secure, affordable oh, homes, yeah. So, it, it, for me, it just does underpin everything else that we do at a local level. I mean, you should say I, mean, you, I should say I mean, you're talking to an ex-housing officer, <laughs> you know, a, a lapsed fellow of the Institute mm. of Housing. So you know, you won't find me arguing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like spot on. The, the bit that I find just really difficult to understand is if we understand it, how come successive governments haven't? You know, it's a no-brainer. What what is the issue here? Because we've got a housing shortage. We've got homeless people on the streets in most yeah, cities. We've got we've we've had, and this isn't a party political point because. Mm successive governments of different political colours have had a disdain for socially provided houses. Mm. I think they all believe in home ownership and, you know, that's well, it's right and proper, isn't it? If 87% of the population aspire mm. to be homeowners at any mm. given point in time, mm. it's right that national politicians address that and, yeah. they, and they should focus on delivering well, what people really want. Mm. But if you can't afford to buy your home, which is a lot of people. Yeah, the next thing you would want is a council house. Mm. And that's the bit that I could never understand, is why if we're about giving people what they want, so mm. choice number one, ownership, Yeah, great, so we do that. But there are some who can't, but their mm. first choice is a council house. Mm. So why aren't we doing that anymore? Why, why do you think? What, what's that, Cause, what's cause that about? Because we fell out of love with council houses about 40 years ago. We, 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 we embarked on an experiment that said mm. registered social landlords were going to be the new model. That's it wasn't true. going to be that councils. Yeah. And that experiment clearly has failed hmm. because we haven't got enough affordable homes in this country. And and in London, we, we're sitting in London in the LGS headquarters in London, the, the term affordable doesn't is not the same as social, is it? Uh, um, affordable is 80% of market. Yeah, and that's the result of changing government policy. They, they, they tried to redefine hmm. what affordable meant. Hmm. And if you... If you just do it on eighty percent of a market, if, and if the market's yeah. overheated and flying away, yeah, eighty percent is still unaffordable for the majority of people who need social yeah. housing. Yeah, and the, the argument about social housing was it used to annoy me intensely. Was it subsidised? Yeah. Well, it's not. Mm. 
social housing isn't subsidised. Social housing is using social money in a much more productive manner mm. than we currently do. It's actually an investment. Yeah. And and that asset will be there for 100 years, returning on what it costs to build. I'm fascinated when I listen to you talk about it, because we've had, you know, because, well, for two reasons. One, there could be a Labour person saying the same thing and the Lib Dem person saying the same thing. There seems to be at some level an agreement, but at another level, just no understanding. And, and that's the bit that that always that's fascinates me about it. Because if you talk to locals, we understand it. But, yeah. but national politicians, there's something about the Palace of Westminster that seems to bleach their brains when they walk in. The things that they knew to be true when they mm. went in first time seem to be erased from their psyche. They 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 lose the sense that of the value of what a council house is. They they mm. then move over to this model about there are different routes for tenure and councils is not is not one of them. I mean it was great this year at party conference when Theresa May actually announced a kind of reinvigoration of the ability to build council houses when mm. she scrapped the housing revenue account cap. That, yeah. that was probably the most significant central government announcement about housing in the last thirty years. Has it? Has it? Has it led to more? I mean, the, is it actually? People are on the ground in loads of districts now building houses. Sixty thousand. We won't get anywhere near the number we need to in the first few years because we haven't got the capacity. Mm. So we've got to retrain staff in mm. delivering housing, mm. and given that we've been forty years out of it, mm. it's going to take a few years to get up to scale again. Yeah, I want to move. I mean, I could talk to you about housing. <laughs> basically for the next 40 minutes or the next 30 minutes I don't know how long we've got but I want to I want to take it beyond that you know you, you the LGAs using councils deliver a whole range of services and um, in your position you know we talked about housing but what are the other challenges that you see you know from your position what are the other big big issues that are really yeah. it's it sounds really rubbish, really, because it sounds like we're complaining about money all the time, but it is financial. Hmm. That the, Most of the problems we face can be fixed if the resources are available. Hmm. So adult social care, we, we've kind of banged on about that for a few years, and we've had some success in kind of raising that as a national issue. Hmm. And, and governments now of all colours will understand the significance of fixing that problem, making sure there's enough resource to look after people into later life. Yeah. The trouble is, we were so successful at that and running that campaign, we didn't focus with the same intensity on children's services. And now we're faced with the problem at the other end of the age scale where young people are not having the resources put into them that they need. And that's, it's kind of like, that's a a set of problems that are bad now, but will only get worse as those young people become adults. Mm. Do you think we've saved any money? Because... And we've cost-shunted is what we've done as a yeah. country. We, we, we defer payment till yeah. later. Yeah. We've got an ageing population, yeah. and we don't celebrate that anymore. Yeah. All, all of a sudden, people living longer has become yeah, a, a, a burden and, yeah, a, and, yeah. a, and yeah. a stress on the system. But we yeah. should be celebrating the fact that people actually live longer. Yeah. I mean, in South Holland, yeah. people live three years longer than they did when I took over as leader. Yeah. Clearly, I'm taking the credit for that but because it's a, good, it's a good election leaflet. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you live longer if I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good election leaflet. But I'm not sure how much of that longevity really we can claim for where we are now as opposed to where we used to be as a country years ago and, and the things we did years ago that give people better outcomes. Hmm. I'm not really sure that I've managed to 
in that such a short space of time have that impact that would allow people to live longer? No, but something's happened, hasn't it? Since you know, life expectancy for everybody was increasing um, exponentially, actually, since the start of the yeah. NHS. And then you get to 2008, it's plateaued. And active life expectancy in some places is, um, not Barker and Dagenham, it's 55 for a woman. In yeah, we, Richmond, uh, Pont Thames, uh, it's over 70. And, and they are big issues that we're going to have to find a way of fixing because it's, living to be old isn't it? Isn't the thing that it should be. Mm. Living to be old is... You should have a, a good and active life. And we, as a country, should be able to tap into your wisdom. I would have thought so. But if you're, if you're living old and uncomfortably painful mm. life, mm. you really haven't got wisdom. You, no. You've just got pain in your bones. Yeah. And, and you're less likely to be giving the things you could give back mm. to the rest of us. So you've got, so you, that's, you've talked about housing as a problem, adult social care as a problem. Uh, children's services is a problem which hasn't, I mean, my perception hasn't had the same profile as adult yeah. social care. That's three big problems. How do they, how does it come together? And, you know, if you were in charge, because you, 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 you deal with national politicians all the time, I'm assuming. What do you, what do you tell them about? How do you, it must be incredibly frustrating to know this. <laughs> what do they? The, the annoying thing more than anything, obviously you've got, we're we're not giving people the best quality of life they could get, but mm. we're wasting more money by doing mm. that. And that seems to be a very strange... You wouldn't run a business like that. You, no. w- you wouldn't you try to give the worst service no. for the most expensive yeah. price. Yeah. Every, every, if you run a good business, you try to get the best results for the least amount yeah, of money. exactly. And we don't do that as a country, but that's our fault as electors. But we, 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 we encourage and, and mm. force our national politicians to look at a very short window of opportunity. So you get the lead, we get the leadership we deserve. Is what you, is, that's what it sounds like. It was not necessarily that we deserve, but what we ask for. Mm. We, we all say when we when we're in those kind of quiet moments on our own, it would be great if a government would just take a thirty-year view of a thing mm. and plan for thirty years. But yeah. when they're doing things that are going to get you really good results in a couple of governments' time, mm. we will punish them at the next election for not giving us instant results. I find that. I mean, I it's inter- I find that interesting because. Um, there was a time you know, we got social housing because people bought into a longer term vision, right? They, yeah. they bought into it, and therefore they must be capable of buying into it. The fact they haven't had it doesn't mean they're not capable of buying into it. So I'm curious about about your view of politics then, because you know I understand what you're saying, but what needs to change? Because <laughs> you know, it's not that people aren't capable of taking a long term vision. What there's something going on in the politics, isn't there? The thing that would make it easier if we could build a national consensus around some of the big issues. Yeah. So pick the four or five things that really do get underneath mm. what's happening in the country and get national consensus. So all the political mm. parties more or less agree in totality about yeah. the direction of travel for those things. Yeah. Clearly there'll be, or well, we've just taken over yeah. and we want to make it a red shiny thing yeah. as opposed to a blue shiny yeah. thing. But, but, yeah. but subject to that kind of small room for manoeuvre. Mm. If we could get those big issues built on a consensus, yeah. then they wouldn't become electoral issues anymore. Yeah. They would be kind of off to the one yeah, yeah, side yeah. of what we're doing. Yeah. Then people could do that. So and, housing, we used to do, yeah. which is back, because it's the thing that gets mm. under my skin most. We used to have consensus in this country mm. that the subsidy, even though I disagree that it is a real subsidy mm. when you look at it in long term, mm. should be put into bricks and mortar. Mm. So we used to we pay did. to build yeah, council houses. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we all knew where the council house was because yeah. it was built. Yeah. And we all knew as a country yeah. we would get put lots it, of people in yeah. that house yeah. over the ten over the lifetime yeah. of that house. And then it moved. Yeah. And then we changed yeah. and we put the subsidy into the, into the tenant. Yeah. And at that point, mm. and both parties bought into this. It wasn't it just, it no, wasn't I just felt, a conservative no, issue. Right. It was the Labour Party yeah. in the same place. Yeah. And as soon as we started putting the subsidy into the tenant mm. through housing benefit, mm. we reinforced the short-term message yeah. that even something as permanent as a home mm. is only a short-term issue. Yeah. And we waste, and this yeah. is a bit that really does annoy me, mm. over £20 billion every year on housing benefit. Mm. Why would you waste twenty billion pounds a year on a know. system that doesn't work? Why? When if you'd spent twenty billion pounds a year yeah. building new yeah, council yeah, yeah, houses, yeah. you wouldn't have a problem in a few years' time. Why? I mean, because I keep asking this question, you know, because I, I think it's interesting. Because you know, I agree with you, right? I, with you, I'm interested in why you think that is the case. <laughs> the people that actually, you know, are. In, are half a mile down the road. <laughs> Why do you think, because they must know, they've had the same analysis, right? So what is it that gets them thinking, well, that's my, doing the opposite of that? What, what? Short term. It is the short term. It is short termism. We, mm. we don't take, if you're dealing with housing, you should have a 30 year horizon mm. at least, mm. because of what it is, the nature mm. of it. And the same would be said for adult social care and... Well, it's the children's ones. If you, if you ignore, ignore children's services now mm. and under-resource it now, mm. those people who are not getting the best outcomes now will be older they will. and still not getting they the will. best yeah, outcomes. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So they're yeah. either going to be not as economically active as they could be, they're going to be a bigger drain on yeah. health resources, yeah. the more chance of them going yeah. into criminality and all. Yeah. So all of the things that go wrong... Mm. We know that's going to happen we do, yeah, because yeah. we're we as a society we're choosing not to invest now. You're um, you say you're, this is your last year, isn't it, as a leader? And I can't believe you're just going to walk away. I mean, there's a, there's a passion in what you're saying. You're, you're not just going to walk away, are you? Yeah, at the moment, I've got a couple of prospective small scale, relatively small scale things. So things mm. that might take up a day here or mm. two days there. Mm. So so kind of, I think the technical term is a mixed portfolio, mm. but it will be largely in things that I care about. Right. I, 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 I'm too long in the tooth to get up in the morning and say, oh, I don't want to go to work today. Yeah. And yeah. All of my time in the local government association, even though it's not really a job, but kind of it fills most of your days, mm. it's yippee, I'm going to work. Yeah, I love coming. I love yeah, doing yeah. the stuff. I love seeing the results that we get. Yeah. And I want to be able to do some of that. We're instinctively collaborative. Mm. That's what we are. If you put a boatload of us and crashed us into a desert island, mm. there would be one or two egos that would need to be sorted out. But the vast majority of those people washed up on the shore mm. will work together to do the things that would be necessary. So, you know, three or four of us would go off and find the place where the water was. And, mm. and then we would decide when we come back that that's where we would build shelter because mm -hmm. you don't want to be carrying your water from miles mm -hmm. away. You need to live where your water is. Mm -hmm. And then we would build whatever shelters we needed mm -hmm. Then we would work out what was there to eat and we would work out who was going to go and get the thing to eat and who was going to make the thing to eat, eat edible. Yeah. So, so in our instinct, that's what we... And with you, we... if that ever happens, by yeah. the way, that's a, that's a pretty good plan. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> but that, but that's, yeah. that, that's instinctively what we are. We're, yeah. we're not... We're, don't get me wrong, competition is a good thing to do mm. in some fields. Mm. And if we all sat back and were quite happy to just mm. go to the average plod mm. we wouldn't really stretch ourselves but yeah. but our our instinct is to do things together that's how people mm. are built we are built collaboratively mm. 
We're, we're not built to compete. We encourage competition because we know that can bring some advantages in some circumstances, but instinctively we are collaborative. That's what we do. So what would you, as you're leaving GIFT to the LGA, what would you say they need to do to be more collaborative? I mean, you, you described this institution as a collaborative institution, and I, I get that. But there, are, but there are things outside local government, aren't there? There's, there's private business, there's the not-for-profit sector, the voluntary sector, there's health. What, what would, you know, if you were leaving a note in the drawer for your successor, uh, <laughs> let's not go there. It won't be in the Treasury, but yeah. let's, <laughs> what would it say? What would it say? Well, you know, you, you know my, my advice to you would be, given your belief about collaboration, but they just need to do more of it. I, I I was able to in my four years to work with some great people who, who kind of get that agenda anyway. Yeah. And it would be a shame if the new chairman took over and was more for individual action mm. as opposed to collaborative action. Mm. We've achieved some big wins because we've worked together as a mm. as a family, local mm. government family, mm. uh, and that comes with a with its own set of problems. Mm. But we've managed to work for all of those mm. as a, as a collective group. Mm. But our big wins, so our wins around raising adult social care mm. up mm. the national attention mm. is because we've worked with the third sector mm. to do that. We've worked with charities. Mm. We've worked with the health sector. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the, the health sector understand mm. you don't get a sustainable national health service mm. if you don't have a sustainable care service. That's true. Because we would force demand onto the mm. health service if we, if we look after our elderly mm. people worse mm. than we currently are. Mm. My argument's always been if we look after them better than we currently do, we will save resources in the health service. Mm. So, so collaboration in that, that sense mm. is, is in our organisational stuff. Mm. The wins on housing, to get the housing argument through, we had to work with the private sector, we had to work with the registered social providers, mm. and we work with tenant organisations to make the case. Yeah. I, I want to just unpick that a little bit. So in your day-to-day -day practice as a leader, what would you... What would you be doing? Because I've noticed that people who do, you know, good stuff, they often see it as, well, this is how I am. But actually, when you actually get into it, what is it that you would, what is it that you do to encourage collaboration? Because you know, fish rots from the head. So you know, if you're doing something, you know, you, people, what is it that you, what would you? It's that, it's that level of advice. It's sort of, you know, but I don't do, do this, anything. Don't do that. that. That is the reality. I leaders do good. Leaders do very little doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the more the more doing you do, yeah. the less time for for thinking yeah. and for what well, what you do is you crowd out the space for other people. Yes. So if you're if you're always doing the doing, yeah. other people will sit back and watch you do the doing. Yeah, they will. They, they're not going to be happy about it, but because of your authority, they'll mm -hmm. kind of put mm -hmm. up with it. Mm -hmm. So first thing is get over doing the doing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, the, the 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 less you do, the more will get done. Okay. Okay. In, in that sense. Okay. So people people instinctively in organisations yeah. like this one have yeah. got some really good stuff to do. Yeah. And they've kind of got a way of doing it. Yeah. And they'll get on and do okay. it. So I I think that's really interesting. So you do. So there's that um, less is more in a sense. Yeah. But then what you, the leadership is doing something. If you see what I mean, it, it's not doing the doing. But it sounded like the next, the other thing you would do is make space to think. Definitely, if if you if you've got no big idea, mm. and it doesn't have to be a massive game changing mm. idea, mm. but just a kind of sense of what good mm. looks like, mm. you need so you need to add that vision mm. 
and you need to be able to convey that to other people mm -hmm. so they can get it. Mm -hmm. It's it's no good having a really great idea mm -hmm. if you can't communicate it mm -hmm. to other people because mm -hmm. it will just stay in your light bulb head and nothing will come out of it. So you so, have to be able to draw a picture for people right. at least to be able to get some right. sense of what does this mean. So it sounds like the third thing would be communicate. Yeah. Well, that's the third thing would be have an idea. <laughs> and the, the fourth thing would be well, communicate. Well, at the start you need to have the idea to yeah. start off with. Yeah. Or else what, yeah, why, why, why do I want to be chairman of yeah. this organisation with such yeah. a massive resource behind it yeah. if I've got no big idea about yeah. something? No, I don't know. Have you heard that, that poem? I want to be leader. I want to be leader. I want to be leader. Yes, you're the leader. I'm the leader. What do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Good leaders come in with a vision, don't they? Whatever mm. that vision is. And so you have to have it. You have to be able to communicate it to other people so they yeah. get it. Or yeah. else how, how would you even get yeah. elected if, yeah. if you've got this really good idea but you haven't been able to sell it yeah. to anybody? Yeah. So, so you kind of have to be able to do that. You have to be able to communicate the big idea. Then you have to have the confidence to not be the one that does the idea. You have, you have to be able to find the right people in the organisation. And sometimes that means going down a long way on some ideas. Sometimes it means being at the top. Sometimes it means further down. And it's finding the right place to get that piece of work, whatever, yeah. done. And if I... I found out as council leader, if I did the doing, everybody is kind of content that he's doing the doing, yeah. but they're not happy with the job. Yeah. And as soon as you free people up to do the doing the way they want to do the doing, the doing gets it's done fair. better, quicker, faster, more efficiently. Yeah. And and that's the bit, the way back to that conversation about being yeah. trained. Yeah. That's what they had to train me to do, was yeah. to let go, not do the doing. Yeah. And to, to accept the fact that it would probably only be 80% perfect. Yeah. And of course, if I was doing it, it would always be perfect. perfect. That's not reality, <laughs> is it? But that's in not. your head, I do it's perfect. Yeah. Other people do it, it's about 80% perfect. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think it's, it's interesting. So do you see any green shoots? When you look, for, when you look to the future, when you look at local government, actually... More to the point, really, when you look at society, the societies that local governments serve, do you see any green shoots that give you confidence that the collaborative society, the the, the collaborative politics that, that might be happening somewhere? It sounds really pessimistic, but probably in the last four years, it's got worse in my in my head. <laughs> okay, Brexit is a, yeah. is is the is the one thing that that kind mm. of typifies how divided we've become. Mm. and how mm. less collaboration is going to be likely because people are polarised around one particular argument. Mm. And the trouble is, because the country was so closely divided, I know people mm. say it was, we decided to leave by a big margin. We didn't. If 600,000 people had yeah. voted the other way, we would have still been in. Yeah. If the 10 million people who didn't yeah. vote had voted the other way, we would have <laughs> still, still been in. Yeah. So, so yeah. leaving was never a clear-cut decision. No. And because of that, it's divided our politics nationally, mm. And it's more or less paralysed our political system, and that means the other locally as well. Not locally, locally, locally we, we we were very wise at the local government association. Mm. We decided to not take a position, so so we we're pretty safe and trusted mm. on this issue because we didn't side one way or the other with the argument. Uh, and do you think that sort of filtered through to communities? I mean, I'm I'm a great believer in this notion that you know there is a sort of uh, fractal. You know, your, your behaviour. You know, has an. I mean. And and therefore, are there no green shoots? I mean, are there no? When you look around at what's happening in the communities that you involved, South, do you not see any? 
I think the issue, I honestly think the issue is polarised people to the extent that until it's resolved one way or another, mm. there's there's kind of like a fog over everything else. And then, and the, to be fair, the green shoots might be growing but underneath, the, underneath, underneath the fog the blanket fog. that's keeping them a bit warm, but you can't see them. I, I've got no real sense. I mean, yes, you can pick up random examples mm. of where mm. people have done mm. a really good thing together mm. or mm. for somebody else mm. or with somebody else for somebody else. Mm. So there are those sort of examples. But the big stuff that we need to achieve as a country, mm. it, that's not happening. There's no... Yeah, devolution in Manchester. Great, ten mm. councils are really working well together. Doing yeah. a lot of good stuff. Yeah, getting a bit more freedom from the central government. Yeah, but that that agenda has been put on the slow train mm. because of the issues around Brexit. Mm. The issues around funding have been put on the slow train because of Brexit. Mm. Everything is kind of loaded onto the carriages of the train, mm. but we can't get the train away until the Brexit barrier is out of the way. Big society. Because one of the solutions to all this is the notion that, well, people will start organising themselves and, and they'll stop looking to local government or, or national government and start organising themselves. And, and that might be the green sh- I mean, do you... Well, so that's out of desperation. Is that what we're going to say? We're going to starve them of, of any resource to force them. To, we're going to put them on that boat and we're deliberately going to crash it into the desert yeah, island to make them do the collaborative. <laughs> it's not that, that's, that's a... Yeah. That's a Dangerous concept for an experiment. I, yeah. I, if we're going to do that, can we just pick one place and try it on, on a, a small community first? <laughs> well, well, I, I was going to give you an opportunity for optimism, but there's a realism in what you're saying that I can't really argue no, with. I am a glass half full person, though, I, and I honestly think at some point we will get past the Brexit thing. There should be room for a new generation of politicians who actually kind of are post-Brexit. Yeah. And in that post-Brexit world, there is massive opportunities for doing things differently. Do you think the voluntary sector can play a big role in the future? They're going to have to. Mm. They, they really are going to have to. And it, and it's not kind of using them as a cost-cutting thing. Yeah. We've got enough problem to go around. Every, everybody yeah, can everybody have a piece of it and do curious. a piece of it. If, 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 you're, if, if you're a private sector business and you rely on people spending money, mm. it's in your interests, mm. as well as everybody else's, to make sure that those people have got as much disposable income as possible. That's true. So so mm. people not having enough money is mm. no good for anybody. doesn't mm. work for business. Mm. doesn't work, obviously, for the person. Mm. doesn't work for us as a country. Mm. So mm. people having more disposable income has got to be a good thing. And if they've got disposable income, then we as a country, in theory, will take more yeah. of them in tax one way or another because mm. there's more money in the system. Mm. The government... We then have two choices about what it spends the money on mm. and kind of do we buy a new trident mm. missile because the old one's got dusty mm. or do we not buy a new mm. trident missile those, those choices can then be made properly mm. and we as a country then will start to pick politicians that reflect more what we want and we'll be able to express a much longer term view why, why haven't you run for something national like prime minister or it's changed it's like 103 years ago i think well, the last time somebody from our end of the building did it but well, you know, it's possible. It's perfectly possible yeah. for Lord Porter to be. I'm, I'm not. 10 sh- I'm not sure that going back to a system where whoever's running the country can't be able to account directly by the people who've been elected to run the country. I'm not sure that's a good model. We could meet. There's lots of ways in which the people can hold you to account these days. Yeah, I think I honestly don't believe anybody gets into politics, even at a national level, to do bad things. Mm. I think they all get there because they they start off with a with a desire to do some good stuff. Do you know what? I, I've got. We've got to close there, and um, the last question. I mean, it's like um, you should leave people wanting more. So <laughs> it's like that's you know. I want to. I want to, but I can't. I can't. But 
And last question is: I've decided we're going to have we're going to have background music, right? Everybody, everybody does this podcast. And we're going to have an approach. So it's um, a very quiet desert island. <laughs> so you can choose your your background music, and I'm, I'm wondering what it's going yeah. to be. There will for me be David Gilmore, anything off the Live at Pompeii album. I don't regret many things in my life, but one I do regret is not going to see him live at Pompeii. That must have been the best gig ever yeah, to watch no. in, in one of the most surreal settings yeah. with so much atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. So any of that music, I, I burnt out two CDs already by continually <laughs> playing it. Really? Yeah. I like a bit of Pink Floyd myself, I've got to be honest. Lord Gary Porter. <laughs> Thank you very much for talking to me about collaboration. It's been a great conversation, actually. Thank you. And uh, I've enjoyed it, and I think our listeners will enjoy it as well. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank really, you. Really good. Thanks. Happy days. Whatever it takes to break, gotta do it. You can find out more about the work of Collaborate and the Collaborative Society on our website, collaboratecic.com. Do get in touch if you'd like to be part of the conversation.